Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome again to Daily Daf Differently. Jeremy Tomanowski here today studying Tractate Sachim page Nun Gimel 53. The page continues on the theme of the previous day, the immediate topic had to do with uh, had to do with the sh- r- getting rid of your Shemitah, your sabbatical produce. Most of the top, most of the page today will be taken up again with the, cust- the questions of customs in places where X is practiced, you should do X or Y, and and uh, and the like things that aren't the strict uh, letter of the law. And today we've got some really interesting material of historical interest. The Mishnah near the bottom of uh, 53 Amud Aleph 53a uh, relates some restrictions about dealing with you know the different customs, local customs about how much commercial contact people can have with uh, with non-Jews. Can you sell them this kind of animal or that kind of animal and that the real topic uh, the real place where that topic is, is treated is in tractate Avodah not picked up here at all just mentioned but then the Mishnah goes on and says that in places where it is customary to eat roasted meat on Passover Eve on the Seder night you can go ahead and, and do that but in places where it is customary not to eat roasted meat on the Seder night, you should not do that. Now, why wouldn't you eat roasted meat on the Seder night? That is, after all, in fact, what the Bible prescribes as the Seder ritual, as the Pesach, the Korban Pesach ritual. And that's the answer. That's why you wouldn't want to do it, because we no longer have a temple and we no longer offer sacrifices. And so, therefore, it's uh, considered considered to too closely resemble, too closely resemble the actual Korban Pesach in this day and age after the temple is destroyed. You, you want to make a clear distinction, or the rabbis want to make a clear distinction between our ritual and the actual biblical ritual. They want, to, they want to reinforce that we no longer are able or capable of performing the ritual as it most ought to be. Which makes our page quite interesting on a historical level, because we report the very final lines of the Amud uh, Aleph, the, the front side of the page, Amar Rabbi Yossi, Todos ish Romi hinhig et bnei Romi leechol gedayim mekulasim belele psachim. Rabbi Yossi reports that a fellow named Todos of Rome, not tremendous uh, uh, information of who this might be, but Todos of Rome would lead the Roman Jews, told the Roman Jews, to eat gedayim mekulasim which either translates, uh, according to the Rambam, as excellent goat kids, or, uh, or perhaps as armored goat kids, because the the particular method of roasting looked as if the the goats were wrapped in armor on the eve of Passover. That is to say, he led them to roast the the goats in a manner resembling what the Bible describes: rosho al kira'av al kirbo kind of wrapped in a ball with his legs to its side and the and the innards kind of uh, wrapped around the, the the goat 
And so it looked, even in the time past the destruction of the temple, like he was offering actual coaching, actual offering a sacrifice. Now, I'll tell you a couple of interesting things about this. First of all, it's located, it said that it's the Todos of Rome. Well, as a matter of fact, there was another Jew who lived in Rome at about this same time, named Josephus, the famous historian of, uh, of Palestinian Jewry, who, he, he was a general in the revolt against Rome as it began in 66. He ultimately was captured and switched sides, and he became a, kind of an apologist for Rome. He wrote a history of the Jewish revolt, and later on in Rome, uh, working for the emperor, he wrote uh, a history of the antiquities of the Jews, and he records, and this book is written in about the year uh, 95 or so, and he records that in his day, the Roman Jews offer Korban Pesach. They offer the sacrifice of Passover, uh, obviously without a temple, not even, not even in the land of Israel at all. And here we have an account in rabbinic, rabbinic times, rabbinic texts, that does kind of resemble this fact that, that Jews would offer something like a sacrifice. Now, the rabbis don't like it. And our page says, Shalchule, and they respond, they send a, a message to Rome, and they say, Il male todos ata, gazarnu alecha nidu. If you weren't todos, if you weren't such a big deal yourself, uh, as an individual, we would excommunicate you. This is a terrible thing. Shata machil et Yisrael kochim bachutz. Because it appears to be that you are in fact feeding sanctified food to the Israelites outside of the temple. The rabbis are portrayed it's anachronistic because Todos lived long before the, the actual rabbis mentioned in the Mishnah, but they they portray themselves as objecting to and and uh, and trying to to control this practice. Uh, another interesting factor, though, about this is that elsewhere in rabbinic literature. Uh, there is a description of Rabban Gamliel himself, who eats uh, Gidimikulas on the eve of Passover. This this appears in the Mishnah in Tractate Beitzah, as well as Tractate Eduyot, and his fellow sages overrule him on that and say he can't do that. Well, all this is, is interesting because what it points to is the fact that in the immediate years following the destruction of the Temple, uh, it wasn't a thousand percent clear exactly how Jews were going to continue to behave. Obviously, what happened is, over time, is that rabbinic Judaism takes hold, and people no longer are engaged with sacrifices at all. But I think that what we see in the practice practice of Rabban Gamliel, recorded elsewhere, but certainly in the practice of the Jews of Rome, referred to here on our page as the Todos Ish Romeo, or, or elsewhere by Josephus, is that it would appear that certain Jews did not all of a sudden on the ninth of Av in the year 70 cease to perform any sacrificial rites. Actually, it would appear that the Korban Pesach, which was which was associated with individual families, may have persisted for a little while before it finally died out. Uh, on the back side of the page, there's another Mishnah dealing with dealing with a local custom question whether or not you light uh, candles on Yom Kippur. Obviously, we have ultimately come to do that. Uh, but we'll talk more about lights on the next page when we talk about Habdallah. Thanks for studying today with me, and I look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, 
available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.